This week's podcast brought to you by Bleacher Bangers. I was gratified as a writer the other night when our uh, 12-year-old, out of the blue and unprompted, said that she would consider naming twins Pen and Page. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. We're sitting here sipping on our coffee. If anyone hears weird noises, it's my stomach. My stomach is making the weirdest sounds. We've actually loud. delayed. We've delayed recording for the last two or three minutes, hoping it would die down, but it's it's still going. I don't know. Uh, I, I ate a late breakfast, and maybe it's um, I don't know what's going on. But I'm also I was looking at the website for Bear Mountain Coffee Roasters because that's the coffee that we bought. This is not. This is not a paid, a paid endorsement. Ad. This coffee is just so darn good. The coffee beans that we've been putting, that I've been grinding with my coffee grinder that I've used every single day since our friend gave it to me. Um, but anyway, I was just checking out their website. Uh, they're based in New York. And it's interesting because they're the places that they sell the coffee, it's all places in New York State and then one place in Massachusetts. And that's where we got it. I'm not going to say where because then people will go and take all of the coffee that we want to buy. Do they have like a, <laughs> a, like a maple bacon flavored coffee? We're going to have to try that one next. Um, they've got all different kinds of flavors. But man, this coffee is really, really good. I'm enjoying it. Since I fancy myself the fixer of all things that are wrong with youth in high school basketball, <laughs> can I, can I, I, I add I, one? I also fancy yourself. <laughs> can I add one? So... I think it probably started right after COVID, but now um, when we go to a game, home game, away game, you can purchase the ticket on uh, online or using an app so that you don't have to pay when you get there. You can. You're required to. Usually. You're required to. Some places also take cash. This is my my frustration, and it's happened at two away gyms. To our credit, we didn't, our, our kids' high school does not do this, but a couple of, of places that we've gone, they've done this. You get there for the freshman game. This is for boys basketball. Get there for the freshman game, and they don't charge, and they don't look at your online purchased ticket. You just go in. And then after the freshman game, this has happened twice, somebody makes the announcement, we're now going to be clearing the gym to go out, and then if you want to come back in, you have to show, oops, you have to show your ticket or pay. And the... So then you're creating like when there were there was actually both of these the games that I went to um, like the freshman games got a little heated. There were technical fouls. There's people in the stands yelling, whatever. So now, all right, the game's over. Now let's put everybody out in the same hallway, mushed together and create a really long line it's to even, get back in for JV basketball. It's even worse than that because there are already people waiting in line just for the who haven't been in the freshman game. They're just waiting outside for the right. JV game. Waiting so, for, for them to actually like open the well, when, gates. When you get off a crowded subway and people are 
pushing forward to get on before the people have gotten off. Yeah. So you're fighting that right. tide to get to get off, but 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 only so that you can get back in line to get back on the subway kind right. of thing. Right. So my solution, which I think is a really good one, the the cost to get into these games is five dollars for an adult, two dollars for a student, like an away student, the home students get in free, but two, $2 for an away student or like senior citizen. A rich benefactor pays for everybody in advance of the season. No, no, no. This, it's much simpler than that. Charge for the freshman game. That way, when somebody gets to the gym, they pay and they go in. It- and like like when, when we got there and we were the, got there, or both of those times, both times that this has happened, I got there and there was maybe halftime of the freshman game or whatever. Cause, and so there was no line. I would have been happy to show my ticket then and then go in. And then you don't have to clear the gym. And then when people arrive, and some people are going to arrive during the JV game, some are not going to arrive till right before varsity game. Whenever people get there, you've already got the, the people sitting there waiting to charge them. Just charge for the freshman game. It's not like you know there's a ton of people coming for the freshman game to watch that and then leaving. It just makes I, zero, I, zero sense. I think you've solved the problem. My question is- are there, what's the over-under on the number of people listening to this who know, A, what you're talking about, or B, consider it a problem? Well, I bet nobody considers it a problem, but I think every one of our listeners is capable of conceptualizing what I'm saying and saying, you know, yeah, she's right, that probably makes sense, versus clearing clearing the auditorium of, or the clearing the gym of all the people. Well, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I don't think I've used cash more than five times since uh, 2019. That's one thing COVID-19, the pandemic, has completely eliminated for me. But but this is this is one place you do because- Well, I, 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 I'm trying to get off of that, that specific place and into another discussion of the use or lack of use of paper money. Well, but, but yes. I, but I'm just you, saying, this, what, what makes me think of it is like, this is a place because at high school sporting events, like- like last night, I got I was thirsty, and you can't really you're not supposed to bring in water or whatever. So it's like one of the last places where you do exchange money because you go out to the concession stand run by the booster club or yes. whatever, and you get your little snack or your slice of pizza or your with your, the, your water, and you have to pay. That's cash true, there. with the, with the exception of that place where they clear the gym uh, after the freshman game, because that place had signs that said no no outside food or drink allowed in the gym. So I asked politely where the inside food and drink was and right. the lady said there is none right and that and you were asking for me cuz we got there early we're watching all these games and i was parched it's just that the time of year where you it's dry and so you're thirsty so i asked you i'm like can you go get me water and that's when you saw no outside well, that, that's that's when, that's when I got up from the bleachers, yes. as 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 I'm happy to do. You were, I'm I more than happy to that. Do. Yes. I, I I enjoy being treated as some kind of a manservant in these situations. And so, <laughs> could you get me a water? Of course, I can get you a water. I was, so, I, so, so, but uh, if you remember, I was feeling a little. I was like, I I'm just not. I'm feeling a little off. I need some water. Would you mind getting it for it, me? It happens frequently, yes. as it should. It's just, it's just. I have in the last one of my year roles. or two started asking you to do the, the water more of those things for me. <laughs> the last I year used, or two. Yes, I used to before that. I'd be like, why would I ask? Because my mom was big on don't ask somebody to do something for you that you can do yourself. And so, unless, unless you're married to them. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, I've gotten, I've gotten much better about, but, about asking but anyway, you to, so that's, to that's, do stuff for me. That's when I got up, inquired as to. Uh, 
if there was, you know, where I could purchase some water. And the lady said, you can't, even though I was looking into the school cafeteria at the time where, where uh, cheerleaders were, were taking bottles of Poland spring out and guzzling them. Mm -hmm. I, I was, I, I inferred that, that, that was their private stash right. and it was not for sale. Uh, but she did direct me to a drinking fountain in the corner of the gym. I, I, I thought about asking if, you know, there was presumably two or more pieces of chewed gum in the right. drinking fountain as, as I think is the minimal required at any, any school well, drinking came, fountain. You came back to the bleachers and, and you told, told you me there was where a the fountain, yeah. water fountain was. And I was thinking, I was so thirsty. I was like, okay, I will take it. I just need some water. So I go down the bleachers and I go around and I was afraid it was going to be like a water because a lot of times in high schools, they've changed water, water fountains yeah. into like the refilling stations yeah. for water bottles, but it still did have the little nozzle to drink from. And I went over there and I was like, sometimes when we when our, our dog's water dish is dry and then we fill it and did they you, go over there lap and lap it? it up like it's it's all their water consumption from that day. No wonder your stomach is loud. <laughs> and that was me. I was so thirsty. But as I was drinking from the water fountain, I was thinking, I haven't drank from a like a school water fountain probably since I was in high school. Like, because after that, you're drinking, like, now everybody drinks from a water bottle. You fill up your water bottle. It had been in the water. It was cold. And the water fountain, to its credit, or to the school's credit, the water fountain was clean. Like, oh, it was uh, such uh, good water. <laughs> our, our grade school, built in the 50s, had the porcelain drinking oh, yeah. fountains. Um, sometimes people would drink from the taps in the in the boys' room, um, and occasionally you would be somewhere, some modern. You know, when I say modern, at the time, modern at the time, built in 1978, building an office building or the dentist office or something that had one of those metal encased in aluminum. Um, you know, you could hear it thrumming like a like a plugged in yeah, kind yeah. of drink that's what drink this one was with stainless steel basin mm -hmm. and i mean it still would have like gum or or or, or a band-aid adrift in the, in the little sink part of it but uh but what a thrill that was yeah and especially and, when it was cold when the water was cold. yeah but i don't think that i've i don't think that i, I can't remember the last time i drank from a drinking fountain or even if they're i, I don't see them much outside of no you don't see them anywhere schools. like just think of yourself sort of like bent over with your mouth open trying to catch water like coming well, no, no, out no, no, of this, uh, of this thing perfectly was... appropriate because because what what replaced it was water bottle water for sale in right, stores and right. in, and, and arenas and things receptacles and... absurd not just environmentally but just the concept yeah you know the concept that that uh people would buy water and 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 we're the worst offenders of it. This massive water bottle, you know, a hydro flask, um, yeti, yeti whatever, water bottle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, industrial complex. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, I mean not as crazy as clearing the gym after a freshman game, which I know is is <laughs> no, it's the, crazy. like the one cause that you've taken up in your in your uh, what twenty nine years of life I'm now. Taking it up as a cause, I'm just like. Do you ever experience something and you're like, this is just incredibly inefficient. Why are they doing it this way? And then to have it experience, then to do it yes, again we, like a week later. Yeah. But there was a, a, a thing that we have never seen before, a, a fan experience that we have never seen before at one of these games. You know where I'm going with this? 
Oh, yeah, sure. Our, our, our guy in, in the goalie gloves. Yes. So before I got to the game, one of the parents from our team had texted me and just said, um, you know, kind of like be selective with where, where you sit. There, there's a parent who's, who's, who's loud. And I just assumed that meant that the parent was loud with their mouth. <laughs> but this guy was wearing hockey goalie gloves? No, he was wearing he was what wearing soccer goalkeeper gloves. They were no they you were know, more padded no, no, no. than soccer. No, of course not. Gloves. They were soccer goalkeeper gloves. Okay. Hockey goalies wear wear Oh yeah, they wear those big mitt things. So so um you know, like like the hamburger helper gloves. Yes. And the reason he was wearing them was so that when he led ch- cheers um, like defense or whatever the, the town's name was, he would then take his hands and like down by his sides, down by his would legs, slap the wooden bleachers. would hit the wooden bleachers incredibly loud and shaking the whole bleachers. So much so that he needed hand protection. That he, yes. Do you, like, do you think he did it? What do you think the, the origin story is on this? Do you think he one game was hitting the bleachers without gloves and, and thought, you know, I, think, I can't I think, sustain I think, this, I think, I think so I'm not going to stop doing this. I'm going to get gloves. I or? think he did that for a year and a half and and just thinking there was no solution. He couldn't, his doctor he, recommended? he couldn't keep his orthopedist. He couldn't, he, couldn't, uh, he couldn't refrain from slapping the bleachers, but at the same time, he couldn't uh, think of any. And, and, then, and then somebody, some resourceful person said, have you tried gloves? <laughs> you think that's I think I mean I think the, I think I think first many authorities probably said have you tried not slapping the bleachers because I think we'd all appreciate that. Right. Well, I guess that was the one benefit of um, having to leave the gym and come back in was because this was happening during the freshman game and um, I made the decision during the freshman game that I'm going to move where I'm sitting for the JV game. There's no way I'm sitting this close to the bleacher banger and. Uh, and so at least when we had to leave and then come back in, it wouldn't it wasn't as obvious. We just chose different seats in the far corner versus getting up and moving, which I would have done as well. So uh, to you just away from the bleacher banger. You, you you thought of him as the bleacher banger. I thought of him and we never discussed this as no. the hamburger helper, but either way. <laughs> yeah. That that would work too. Or uh yeah, I guess because the hamburger helper's gloves were much better. A hamburger helper bigger guy. than like Mickey no, no. Mouse's ha- like disproportionate. Help- right? Hamburger helper is just the glove. Oh, the mascot right. is just, just the glove. glove. It's a talking that's glove. Right. That's, yes. right. that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, that's better than the bleacher banger. I just like that this this entire podcast <laughs> is devoted to what what did we get there for the second half of a freshman basketball game? Yeah, and it's it's it's. I mean, this. But this see, will this certainly... is your first experience because the the previous game where they had cleared the gym. I think it's everybody. You weren't with me. I think it's every. I think we're all vicariously experiencing this this outrage. <laughs> they, uh, see, there's uh, there's been no outrage. It was an inefficiency. The, the, the best part and of this. Was... If it happens again and you're the, there for the second time, it happens. It'll be my third time. You'll understand a little bit more. The, the best part of 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 that experience was we left the gym. We came back in for the JV varsity games. Reseated ourselves where one of the one of the multiple yellow shirted concert security people, uh, one of them, you said we'd like to sit as out of the way as possible. And the guy said you should sit in the far bleacher behind where the cheerleaders are sitting. Right. And we did that, and and so we had we had our own space, and it was nice. And then right at tip off, a student. 
came by with oh, right. a professional camera equipment to photograph the game and stood directly in front of us. Directly in front of so, us. So we had standing for right. the entire time. So, so we, we then had to move down. down. But it ended up um, coincidentally, but uh, helpfully, being the part of the bleachers that was nearest to the water fountain. I mean, do you, uh, you have any other things you want to get off your your, your chest or is this, um, <laughs> is this just about cover it? No, I think that covers Should it. Should we get to viewer mail? Sure. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Dear Rebecca and Steve writes, uh, well, this comes to ballandchainpod at gmail.com, right? Mm-hmm. Dear Rebecca and Steve, last spring during the women's final four, we are pretty certain we were sitting at a table next to Rebecca at Bar La Grassa. Say, repeat this. Last spring during the women's final four, we are pretty certain we were sitting at a table next to Rebecca at Bar La Grassa. And I can confirm without even having to talk to you that you were sitting next to Rebecca at Bar La Grassa because it's one of her favorite It's my haunts. absolute favorite place in Minneapolis. Yeah. I mean, in, in, including... The homes of my families, of my family. <laughs> my favorite restaurant. Members, yes. Your favorite restaurant, okay. In the process of looking Rebecca up to tell our basketball-loving son about her stellar career, we discovered the Ball and Chain podcast. Since then, we have been enjoying listening on our drives to various youth sports events. We thought you might enjoy the story. So, Rebecca. So, this is somebody uh, who course. actually might care about there, my there, little there are, mini there ranch There are to pictures start the... uh, attached, and, and they have... Uh, Likes to be future freshman, uh, high school freshman here. So, boys, girls, boy and girl. Okay, so. let's hear it. When our son was around four years old, we went to several Lynx games. Our basketball ambivalent daughter chose to read a book. Good for her. <laughs> Good but for Elliot her. was very much into the game. After the game, I said to Elliot, "It seems like you really enjoyed that." To which Elliot replied, "Yes." Is there something like that? For boys? <laughs> oh, he's so great. How great is so that? So great. How great is that? And here's a here's a uh, a picture. Uh, this is all the best. Christina, Nate, Aaliyah, and Elliot from St. Paul. And uh, he's in his uh, he's in his basketball uniform, number 32, Kevin McHale, Minnesota's own. And she's in a t-shirt that says, yes, I'm tall. No, I don't play basketball. I swim. How great is that? Oh, good for her. You could just get one that says I read. It would be even it would even be better. my favorite. That's awesome. That just that makes me think of when I was watching Minnesota Lynx film, I don't know how many years ago. I was watching a game, um, and our son was in the room and our daughter was in the room and uh and our son said, Oh, the Lynx wear the Timberwolves colors and our daughter said with dripping with attitude, No. The Timberwolves were the Lynx colors and left the room. That was great. <laughs> I also love the fact that uh, that T-shirt. Yes, I'm tall. No, no, I don't play basketball. Um, Our oldest would like that shirt. Well, you know, she did play basketball at that age and, and in high school, and and enjoys going to games. And right, you know, right. she certainly doesn't have any interest in. I mean, she said to us the other night while we were watching a high school uh, girls basketball game of, a, of her sisters, and you and I were both probably getting overly uh, uh, anxious about the outcome and whatnot. Right. Uh, 
just it's just a game, isn't that what she said? It's just a high school basketball game. It's just a high school game. basketball game. And and uh and amen to that. Exactly. She was hundred percent right. I was like, ah, good point. Well taken. Yes, but um <laughs> you're allowed to be tall and not uh not play basketball. You're allowed to be tall and be anything, right? You're allowed to be anything and be anything. Yes. Um but uh I my favorite part of that story is reading at at the game. I mean Perfect. That's you're gonna. You can make me come to the game, but you can't make me watch. Well, not even that. I mean, I just, just would rather read. Yeah, and maybe she is so absorbed in a book that she, you know, yeah. I, I remember particular. I mean, even now, not even now, now, but but especially when I was in junior high and high school. Oh gosh, I would say like eighth grade. I had a book that I was really into and you just you know you're reading it in the you car you're reading to it. put it down oh my gosh yeah I, I just remember so vividly ordering the in your face basketball book uh, at b dalton and it took a while for it to come in and then my mom drove me there to pick it up and i had i was two-thirds of the way through it by the time we got home from southdale who who wrote that one alex alex, alex wolf and okay. chuck wilgus okay who uh was this before or after reading Heaven is a Playground? This was around the same time. That okay. came out of the library and, and by Rick Tellender. And to my, I mean, uh, undying astonishment, all three of those guys became friends of mine. Right. And, and Alex Wolf, the author of the In Your Face basketball book, really got me my job at Sports Illustrated. So, so but man, was I, I mean... I'm into reading now, nothing better than a good book, but the first time you sort of discover a really good book. I mean, do you remember a book that you were like super into as a kid? I mean, I don't read uh, kind of fantasy and stuff, but uh, somebody recommended or my mom checked out or something, The Hobbit out of the, out of the library. And I remember reading that and just like one summer kind of, okay, buying into that whole thing. Um, Mine were... Um I loved Encyclopedia Brown oh, books. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, it was the first book that I would read to that had um, that it was a series. And so you didn't, it, there wasn't the same feeling when you, when you finished a really good book of, oh, you know, I'm done with it. It's, oh, there's another one. I remember loving those as a kid. Yeah, our son and I used to read uh, The Mysterious Benedict Society. We would read these, these, this, a few book series. And so I got him one. I don't, I don't know the title. It's not even important that he, he expressed no, he, he didn't know it existed, but I just, for Christmas, I thought I'm going to get him a, a book, like the first in a series of, of books, you know, the age appropriate of the kind of stuff that, that we liked to read together in the hope that it'll be sitting there when he's bored. Maybe he'll pick it up and get into it. Yeah. Our next viewer mail comes from George in Columbus. Hello, George. Rebecca and Steve, uh, writes George. One, the Ohio State women's basketball team is off to their best start in program history at 17-0 and ranked third in the country. Rebecca, are you scheduled to call any games in Columbus? No, and it's a little bit disappointing. I, I, people expected Ohio State to be good, but they didn't expect them to be one of the three remaining undefeated teams in the country in the second week of January. They're having an incredible year. They've dealt with some injuries and have still persevered. Um, persevered. Persevered. What did I say? Persevered. I added an R. You know who perseveres? Who? Gopher from the Love Boat. He was the purser, right? <laughs> so perseveres. 
persevere. Persevere. You sure? A, a severe thunderstorm warning, not a severe <laughs> thunderstorm warning. Anyway. Persevere. What did you say in the car the other day about, you said something and I said, I just realized where what the root of that word is now. Pontificate. You said pontificate. And I said, oh, the pontiff, the yes, pope. Yes, I, I wonder what I was talking about. Going on with-, with uh, <laughs> You wonder who you you were talking about. I wonder what I was. No, you. I wasn't pontificating. Persevere, not you know who perseveres. (laughs) Gopher from the love boat. Gopher from the love boat. Um, Anyway, Uh, would you would you like me to fetch you a bottle of water? (laughs) No. Oh yes, actually I would. I'm sorry, George. George is asking about the Ohio State basketball. George, I will. They don't have me scheduled to come out to do any uh, Ohio State games. I am talking about Ohio State, or we are talking about Ohio State this weekend when I'm in studio, but I'm not. You guys, I, I don't games. recall in all of the years that we've been married and I've been uh, uh, hostage is the wrong word. I've been I've been party to the uh, the television basketball schedule. Do you guys ever flex out of games and into not on our um, big Thursdays as they're called? We don't flex out of we, we in the WNBA. There's yeah. some flexing going on, but it's a lot harder in college basketball because you have uh, obligations to conferences, so it's not like you can flex out right. of an SEC game to go to an ACC game or that sort of thing. So it's much more challenging. Do you, during the course of the season, do you personally flex? <laughs> I would. I would love actually to see Ohio State uh, in person. Point two, number two, do numero dos of George um, and Columbus's three three part email here. Two, kudos to Mark Simon for the BNC bylaws. Section 4A relates to Steve updating the listeners regarding sending swag. I submit for consideration 4B, in which Steve inspires the listeners with domestic handyman accomplishments, such as changing air filters, fixing the undercounter sliding garbage can mechanism. Thank you, George, for, rem- for remembering. Mm, I'm not sure. I, list. I don't think I've gotten the domestic uh, kudos uh, for that. that From I mean, me? We, we, that thing. That thing. I that, think of that you was, every time I throw something away i think that isn't that enough every time you 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 <laughs> every time open the I trash put trash in the receptacle i'll take it i think of you and I'm, appreciate I'm, you that much more i'm flattered you never would have told me that without this email That's so true. i thank you but i think That's that was true. my one unmitigated success as a as a home handyman yeah except if you remember i did come in as the closer i don't remember the that. handle remember you couldn't figure out how to put the handle part i'm the on. handyman you were the handle man yes. as it were yes uh, or changing a really high up light bulb again, George. I, I got the what was it, the eighteen foot ladder? Yeah. I mean that, that thing has paid dividends. Every time we need Turn to see in the dark. Yes, yeah, exactly. To minimize expectations, this would be reported only on a biannual basis and could <laughs> biannual. Yes. <laughs> okay, I think you can handle biannual. Well, I think that's how often the air filters need to be changed, and right, I'm true. not sure that I'm keeping up with that. It's also how often I send out swag and could include taking Rebecca's minivan in for service. My minivan is due. And so is mine. Yes. I don't even have a minivan, but the car yeah, I drive is due. due. They both are, yeah. Three, thanks for the Christmas piano medley. Another bylaw, question mark. So a biannual uh, handyman update and, and an annual uh, Christmas medley. I think we can incorporate think, a listen to the bylaws. Do you, do you think, who is, who is nature, our- You're a renaissance man. You're playing piano and- home taking care of the home in terms of you know the trash and the light bulb and all the things that need to be done getting you water getting when you're parched water when i'm parched 
and just I'm gen- start sneaking a water bottle into the game. Just generally persevering uh, through our daily lives. You had to go back there, didn't you? Best wishes for the new year, writes George in Columbus. Thank you, George. Uh, do we have a uh, do we have a BNC? Um, what do they call them? People who take the minutes of a meeting in on boards. Secretary, yeah. Do we have one? Who's who's who is who is going to update these bylaws? I don't know. I don't know. I bet Mark will. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Lori writes. This is L A U R I E. Okay, Rebecca. I got it. Rebecca and Steve, comma, I am hoping for updates on the following. One, how is the health of your dog, Rebecca? How's the health of our dog? Yes. She's she's healthy and trying to eat everything that sends her to the hospital. So and, she's and, she's back to normal. And occasionally succeeding at that. Occasionally succeeding. We we did buy She's ravenous. We got one um basket muzzle. But it doesn't quite fit, so I have to return it. Um, so we're we're trying we're trying we're trying. Forgive me if I already said this on the podcast, but basket muzzle is how uh, Snoop Dogg yes. uh, pronounced basketball yes. in the 1990s. You did, but I it's did just as good the second time. It wasn't even good then. No, it was good. I like that one. Actually. Basket muzzle. Yeah. Tom Izzo is how he said tomato. By the way. You should have stopped. Okay, basket stopped. Well, we were on the topic of Snoop Dogg and basketball, yeah. so I thought I'd incorporate that. Uh, two, your daughter who returned from college for the holiday, did she have a place to sleep and was she okay with the arrangements? Well, she she, she's, she yes. did have a place to sleep. She had a place to sleep. She was okay with the arrangements. And like every college kid probably who comes home for Christmas who who is having a good experience in college, she cannot wait to get back to college. She she had enough of us. Like once once Christmas and New Year's was over, she was ready to get she, back to her. She still her has four or five life. days left, and, and I'm not even so sure she was supposed to work today. But she took a morning shift. She's she taking an afternoon shift. Afternoon. She's taking uh, extra time after the morning shift to do some other work and um, leaving for a dentist appointment, and then coming back to do an afternoon shift. I yeah. think I think not being here is uh, is her main goal. Yeah. Which so it is in a good way, right? And it, that's like, I'm so glad my 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 college kid can't wait to get back to college. That's a very good sign. Okay, now Lori has a question for Dr. Gary Siegel. Now, Dr. Gary Siegel, Ooh. we hadn't heard from last week, right? Right. And we there, there was some concern, but we didn't want to raise any alarm among our not. listeners. He's entitled not. to. Never listen again if right. he chooses. Or listen and not write. Or listen and not write. Or write and not listen. That too. I mean, how about if he sent us recaps right. of other podcasts? But it was a little bit um, concerning because it's it was so out of character to not not out of character. Out of just, out of character. Out of character to not have a <laughs> with two R's to not have a, a a letter. But we checked in and and Doctor Siegel's. Just fine and exercising his right to uh, to take a week off, darn yes, it. Yes, and possibly just exercising. But um, but uh, Lori, there's a typo in here. She she wants to ask Dr. Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, but we're, I assume we're talking about Dr. Gary. Has he ever had two sisters give birth on the same day? My niece married to my nephew and her sister had their babies in the same hospital in rooms across the hall from each other on the same day. One was a scheduled C-section and the other was an emergency. Both had the same doctor. Both are doing great. They are, quote, twin cousins. That's crazy. I mean, that is crazy. That's crazy. Sisters, my 
Our youngest daughter was born two days after one of her best friends and whose mother is a very, very good friend of mine. So she and I were in the hospital together and we have picture of those two, one of them a day old, the other, you know, or two days old and the other newborn. But that would be really crazy to have two sisters. I wonder what Dr. Siegel's craziest sort of statistical anomalies like that. Yeah. I I mean, sisters, there there have to be, or or just in OBGYN lore, what, uh, you know, sort of Ripley's Believe It or Not like. uh, Right, like a a Ripley's Believe It or Not or, or something. It would be, I'm sure this has probably happened at some point somewhere. Not ideal, but I'm sure it's happened. Mother and daughter have, giving birth on the same day. Well, no, I wasn't going to say that. That that's conceivably could happen. But conceivably, yes. <laughs> I was thinking where a a guy is going back and forth between two rooms as his two ah, children's by, well, uh, by that. that you know, now that is that's got to be a movie, right? I mean, not one that you would make now, but one you would have made yeah, in the eighties. Not ideal, but it has probably happened. Oh, I think the I think the kind of guy who 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 uh, that's likely to be in that scenario isn't going back and forth to either room. He's uh, he's on a greyhound to <laughs> out uh, of town. Uh, yeah, the great um, the great flight of the Concord song. Uh, Carol Brown took a bus out of town, but I'm hoping that you will stick around. My family writes Laurie. Let's 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 get this back in the fairway. I'm sorry, Lori. We're off kick on this one back in the after fairway. tangent. My family puts together a calendar with pictures of everyone in the family. It amazes me how many birthdays are shared. I have a great niece born on my birthday. Stone Curtis. Oh, this of course is tough schist. Mm. Stone Curtis has a great nephew born on his birthday. We have four shared birthdays out of forty-eight in the family. I know Rebecca and your son share a birthday. Do others have lots of shared family birthdays? Well, Rebecca, well, that that is the case, or at least consecutive birthdays. Well, we had yes, we have a ton of. So you and you and our son have have the same birthday. Yes, I was just going to say, my brother and his wife, and brother, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, all have the same birthday, different years. Your brother, your brother's wife. So my brother married a woman who has the same birthday, but different because, years. Because that's why he married. Her. <laughs> and then my sister's husband also has their same birthday. That's that's weird. It's it's it it's weird, but but there are only three hundred and sixty five possible birthdays, right? Correct. So so, I I think it's uh, and Mark Simon would be better to ask this our, our statistical yes. uh, guru guru. These birthday things aren't as weird as you might think statistically. I'm guessing. I don't know. But I mean, they're like in our with our nieces and nephews. They're in and even your brother or my brother and sister, your sister, whatever, like they are all, many of them are clumped together, like birthday, next day, birthday, next day, birthday, you know, like a bunch of January birthdays or a bunch of July, August birthdays, whatever it is, like it, they are certainly clumped. Our exciting holiday news writes, uh, tough schist is that I am going to be Graham tough schist and Kurt is going to be grandpa's gramps stone Curtis. Whoa, congratulations. That's my, exciting. Congratulations. My daughter does not live in the Atlanta area anymore, so Dr. Gary is not her doctor. I'm guessing Steve may ask. Well, of course, that would have been our first question. Happy New Year to you and your family and the BNC Pod family. Thanks, Lori Tufshist. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Graham Tufshist, and give our best to- oh, That's so exciting. Good Gramps for you. Happy Stone for you. Curtis. It is. And, Rebecca, uh, 
to our to our everlasting relief and gratitude, our next email and our our closing email is from the aforementioned Dr. Gary Siegel. It's good to have you back, Dr. Siegel. Uh, his uh, his epistle is titled "Overdue Report." Parentheses perhaps lengthy. So, are you ready for Dr. Siegel's <laughs> lengthy lengthy <report>? epistle? <laughs> I'm ready for his lengthy epistle. <laughs> Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes uh, DGS, I hope that this note finds you well, and I can't begin to thank you enough for checking in on me via email after I overlooked sending in a report for the most recent podcast. Now, this poor Dr. Siegel, uh, beyond his professional duties and his uh, deserved, I don't, know if he, I don't know if he had a holiday break, but certainly his deserved holiday, uh, is, is being hounded by by us. I didn't it, hound him. I checked in, checked in appropriately. Yeah, out of concern. Uh, 100%. You, you, you opened with, you didn't provide your uh, free content. Where is your letter, Dr. Yeah. Siegel? Uh, the first letter of Dr. Siegel to the, uh, okay. He clearly, <laughs> clearly writes Dr. S uh, uh, checking on me via email after I overlooked sending in a report. Clearly, I'm sure that the viewers enjoyed the reprieve from my reports, writes Dr. There's Siegel. no chance that's true. The rumor I've heard is that the podcast contest winner gets one email from me, but that second place person gets two emails from me. But I digress. It sounds as though the holidays were nice ones for you and yours, and I'm so glad that the coffee situation in your home is primo with a new grinder and fresh beans. We're still, we're still using the pre-ground stuff while our children have fancy espresso machines or something along those lines. Well, I'm sure that this has already been covered. Given the circumstances of Damar Hamlin's collapse, I type as the good news of his of his extubation, removal of the breathing tube, and verbal communication have occurred. He's e doing even better than that. He's been transferred from Cincinnati to Buffalo and is uh, seems to be doing yeah so really well under the circumstances. The rumor um, we're all thankful that if anyone were to have an out of hospital cardiac arrest, that it was someone in fantastic physical shape who had virtually every possible emergency resource needed on site. The NFL's planning for a medical disaster is quite thorough and outlined in both The Athletic and The New York Times, and I'm sure in other publications. Since I'm now playing catch up, I'll move right along to an enumerated list. Are you ready, Rebecca? I am. One, podcast 234, in which Steve serenaded us with his brilliant piano playing. Uh, there, there aren't even uh, ironic quotes around the brilliant. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to provide those mentally for yourself. Uh, was the podcast I enjoyed when I returned to the gym after a very mild bout of COVID-19, the pandemic. Oh, no. Happy that it was mild, which began just before Christmas. After home isolation, I was able to return to work on Christmas Day as assigned, although Mrs. DGS and I did have to miss a Christmas Eve party with our family. Mrs. DGS got her case, also very mild, a day after me, so I was sprung from the extra bedroom after only a day. Now, somewhere in there, Rebecca. I mean, if you're going to have COVID, nobody wants to have COVID but to have it at the same time of, as your spouse, assuming both of you have a mild case, that is pretty ideal. Yeah. And, and as, as, as far as COVID goes. As he, as he convalesced, he was reading your, your, your email, but why haven't you read it? Where you been? Yeah. What's going on? Why aren't you in the inbox? Two, the Christmas week baby report was a bunch of girls and a bunch of C-sections. To wit, A, two planned cesareans planned months ahead and women with prior cesareans having chosen to have repeat surgery for birth. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah. It's that, I think that's what usually happens. Okay. 
B. Two day-before planned cesareans with mothers who planned cesarean deliveries but who had a complication such that delivery was moved up to the next day. And C. Two unplanned cesareans of first-time mothers whose labors didn't go according to plan. This is Christmas Day? Uh, the Christmas week, baby Christmas report. Week. Christmas okay. Day, that would have been crazy. I mean, you know better than- I would imagine. As well as anybody right. who's but g- I would giving imagine, birth on Christmas. Right. But I would imagine most people don't schedule their C-sections for Christmas Day. No. I'm happy to report that everyone is fine, and I truly don't recall a week since being in private practice of having performed six cesareans in a week. The covering midwife did many of the vaginal births, although I did one at 5.24 a.m., just a few hours after midnight on Christmas. So ours was 8.11 a.m. on Christmas. Just just think about this for a second. Somebody who delivers babies for a living, whether it's, you know, C-section or not, sends us letters every week. (laughs) <laughs> to our podcast, like it's, it's, he, he delivered, did six C sections, and and on Christmas week, delivering human lives into but, the world that probably couldn't be delivered otherwise. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Well, how, how long have we been doing this podcast? I don't know. A few how years for, now. how are long that that Doctor Siegel has been has has uh, done us the the service of of writing in right? He whatever his first uh, birth report was. Mm-hmm. That kid's might be going to kindergarten now. It hasn't been five years, but I don't know. It but might you're have right. Been. Like, is walking around and talking, and no, you're right. I mean, time flies, my friend. Well, not just that, but 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 we we. I, I know, I know what you're saying. It's incredible. Three. When my children were in college, both the missus and I had college stickers for Tulane University and Hamilton College on our cars. Now I carry only a Georgia specialty license plate that is for. University of North Carolina supporters, as I'm a graduate of that fine school. So a Georgia license plate for UNC. I've seen Connecticut license plates with a Penn State logo on it. I mean, obviously, they're UConn. Uh, you can get a UConn specialty plate. You can get the actual plate with a logo of an out-of-state school. With Penn State, I've seen it. It's not like the license plate no, no, no. plate, the, the border, license but plate, the license plate is, itself. Google it. I mean, you've it's got- interesting. But, um, and, and of course, you can get the, the Hartford Whalers plate, I, I see- on occasion, a specialty plate. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get that when the whalers were in Connecticut, but you can get right, it now. Right, but you can get it now. Four, telephone etiquette was also a topic of Podcast 234. In that regard, two items. A, the granddaughters, now three and four, are always fascinated with landlines when in a hotel room. I have a great video of one making a pretend call to a friend, abruptly ended by, I'll call you back. <laughs> Kids love, I mean, they love pretending to talk on the phone. Of course. Um, we have probably still do somewhere some defunct sort of uh, early 2000s late 90s era uh, cell phones mm-hmm. that the kids uh, used to love to punch punch the numbers in and pretend to be talking on the phone yeah. and, and say things like I'll call you back right. B both of my children learned during their quote, provisional adult years to actually have their voicemail messages include their first and last names. I'm not exactly sure what age range is encompassed by the great term provisional adult, but I suspect it begins around age 18 and ends around age 30, give or take a bit. Um, We've had, interestingly, on Christmas, our Christmas-born daughter turned 18, and like the dentist called yesterday to make an appointment, but we no longer have a landline, so she asked me for our daughter's Cell. Now she's 18, so you know the medical people, she had her checkup and right. you didn't even need to be there, right? Well, she's going today, but yeah. But I don't think our kids 
we didn't give her our daughter's phone number because I don't think our kids. Her, I don't She's think she is at the age yet. where she wants to sure. manage that part of her life yet. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's weird. Five. Thanks to kid reporter Julianne for a fantastic report, writes Dr. Siegel, seconded by us. She certainly punches above her weight. <laughs> well, we she punches above her age. I'm I'm unsure of her weight, but yes, oh, she, definitely. That, that's, that's a that's a that's I a know, that's a, I know. a boxing phrase. I know. And and um, I think it's a, a British origin, but I don't know. Six. Similarly, thanks to Mark for the bylaws, which normally require a vote. However, I suspect that the viewers will gladly all vote in agreement by proxy. Seven, this is out of eight. Breaking Formula One news is that Andretti Global, a, a premier American racing team whose roots go back to 1978 world champion and 1969 Indy winner Mario Andretti, have teamed up with General Motors, Cadillac division, to field a team. I did not know that, Rebecca. Me neither. I am hopeful that the politics and dollars have already been sorted out. One would think so before such a huge announcement and that they're on the grid by 2026. Lastly, what is up with friend of the pod, hardworking and always put together, Holly Rowe? Let's hear it. She was at the Peach Bowl in Atlanta with professional makeup and fancy new kicks, and then at another bowl game a day later. She's an unstoppable force, although she did get the Ohio State, not Georgia sideline, for the Peach Bowl. Typing on a Friday after podcast 235 and not waiting until Monday, I remain truly, I remain truly yours, Gary. And then she was on the, uh, but she was on the Georgia sideline, right, Rebecca? For the I national championship so. game? I think so, yeah. I believe yeah. she was. Because well, she interviewed Kirby Smart, I think, uh, before yes, the game, which would have had yes. her on the same sideline Correct. during the game. And I, I texted Holly the day after the national championship game. So the championship game was Monday. So Tuesday, I sent her a text about something work-related and said, you know, I hope you have a chance to relax. And uh, she responded that that night, so Monday night she was calling the championship game, that Tuesday night she was doing a... Utah Jazz game back in Utah because, of course, Donovan Mitchell and uh, Cleveland. It was Donovan Mitchell's first game back in Utah, so she couldn't miss that. The, the day after the championship game, well, she's unbelievable. Unbelievably, there is one more uh, viewer mail here that came in Monday night at 10.33 p.m., and it's from Dr. Siegel. He writes, 52 to 7 in the fourth quarter. Oops, 59 as I type and the extra point sails through. Friend of the pod, Holly, has been everywhere. And is on the winning sideline. Well, so there, of course, you know, of he, course, he took notes. Rebecca, that's all. That's all we have for today. I, 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 I think I, that's I think enough. I, I, perhaps we should turn this pod into like a three-parter about the about the freshman game policy of having to leave and then re-enter. What do you think? Why do you? What was? I didn't have an. I wasn't overly animated about that or angry about no, that. I just, it was just it, something it, it, I brought it, up, it was, and then it you was, keep returning. It to was it. several days ago, and I, I'm 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 both uh, kind of amused and a little frightened at at your level of uh, engagement. No, I, I wrote I wrote it down in my notes folder, oh, okay. just as you know, it was the only thing I'd written down in the last week that you know this doesn't make sense and it needs to change. You know who we would never ask to leave uh, and and return? Who's that? Tom Dick and Harry. True. Or Denny Gallagher. Or Denny Gallagher. All right, guys. Glad you've been able to persevere. Please play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. 
Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane, who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.